See, this is me. Boba Fett. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy. This is Josiah, and we are on day 17 of 30 Days of Boba Fett. And today's topic are the top five allies of Boba Fett. So uh, it's kind of a broad spectrum of characters. It's not a specific, you know, just people he's partnered with. Um, I'm thinking uh, mentors, business partners, uh, you know, obviously allies, people that he might, I don't want to say trust, but people that he can lean on in certain times. Uh, and so I want to let you know ahead of time, this is a canon list. Okay. I know we've dabbled in a lot of legends over the last couple of uh, weeks with Boba Fett, but this is a canon list, but I thought I would include a few legends characters in some honorable mentions. All right. So first off from the legacy of the Force series that we just talked about yesterday with the revenge, uh, he had against Jason Solo and Han Solo. Um, one of his right hand guys that he leans on a lot on Mandalore while he's ruling Mandalore is a man by the name of Goran Bevin. And uh, Goran kind of helps walk him through. Uh, you got to remember Boba's learning on the job. He was not living the life of a Mandalorian protector for his whole life. So Goran kind of, uh, you know, wisens him up in that respect. Uh, number two, you would have Dengar. Obviously, Dengar is someone who was a huge part of his life in the Legends, uh, Legends continuity when it came to his survival of the Sarlacc and all of those things. And then thirdly, or wow, that's four. Thirdly, I would say uh, something, this is more of a speculation. And if this was three weeks in the future, this list might be different. But I'm thinking, I guess this is, this is uh, guesswork on my part. But I think down the road, I wouldn't be surprised if the Tuscan Raiders made this list. All right. So those are three honorable mentions. Goran Bevin, who is a Mandalorian who uh, lived in the Legends continuity. Dengar, who is canon, but in Legends was a huge part in the survival of Boba Fett post Sarlacc. And then speculation on my part, it would be canon speculation, but the Tuscan Raiders. Nonetheless, we're going to get this list started. Um, and so the first one, first things first, uh, we're going to go from five to one. So, uh, you know, biggest part of his life, biggest ally, things like that would be last. Okay. So fifth and fifth place, we have black Kersantan. Now black Kersantan is a huge Blackford Wookiee that we realize gets hired alongside of Boba Fett by none other than Darth Vader himself. Now, we talked a few uh, episodes ago about how in Legends, um, Darth Vader and Boba Fett met because of a bounty that Darth Vader placed him on and they had that epic fight to the death. In canon, Boba Fett and Darth Vader meet uh, because Boba Fett is Jabba the Hutt's greatest bounty hunter, greatest uh, you know tool and resource in his arsenal as far as thing, he needs things done, he sends Boba Fett. And another person that's in his employ that is a great asset would be Black Kersantan, the bounty hunter Wookiee. And when, I believe this is in Darth Vader 1, all the way back from 2015 when Marvel first started taking over Star Wars comics, uh, Vader goes to Jabba the Hutt in search of someone who can bring him the pilot that destroyed the Death Star. And he also needs a, an Imperial that he doesn't trust tracked and brought to him so he hires boba fett and black kersantan as two sides of the same coin to go do those two things 
this is more of a personal preference for me. I think that Black Chrysanthemum is a great character. I think that he goes against the grain of the natural honor code of the Wookiees. Um, you know, we've talked to, everyone knows who Chewbacca is. Weeks ago, we did our first character spotlight. Obviously, we're going to get more of those in the future, but because of the nature of 30 Days of Boba Fett, we've kind of just been doing a giant 30-day-long character spotlight on Boba. Um, but we talked about uh, the the character Raul Rasheen, which is a Wookiee who's honor-bound to help the New Republic, and he helps save Leia from, uh, from Thrawn's minions and things like that. So... Black Kersantan is such a polarizing and cool character because he's the opposite of that. He's looking for a fight, but it's not because, you know, for his honor or anything like that. He just wants to hurt somebody. He's a bounty hunter, which kind of flies in the face of normal, um, you know, traditional something that a Wookiee would or wouldn't do, right? So uh, this is more on, this is someone he's worked alongside, who's a cool character. Not very much of a relationship there as far as I know, but number five would be Black Kersantan. Number four, I would say is, uh, I would put Bosk at number four. Number four is Bosk, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Bosk is kind of like an older brother to Boba Fett in the Clone Wars cartoon specifically. And as a lifelong Star Wars fan, it's kind of hard to wrap my mind around that still, you know, 10 years later or whatever, because I'm so used to the Bounty Hunter Wars where Bosk and Boba Fett are basically mortal enemies and you know, as far as greatest bounty hunters in the galaxy, it's like 1A and 1B, and Bosk is doing everything he can to overthrow Boba. Uh, but in canon, especially after the death of his father, um, Bosk kind of took Boba Fett under his wing, and there's that iconic line from the Clone Wars where he says, if you've got a problem with Boba, you've got a problem with me. Uh, so Black Kersantan is number five. I would say Bosk is number four. And then number three... I would say is Fennec Shand, and she's obviously from The Mandalorian. We meet her in season one. I want to say it's episode six, The Gunslinger, um, and Boba Fett actually ends up saving her life, and so now she has, you know, obviously Wookiees would call it a life debt, but she has something that she feels like she owes to Boba Fett, um, and there's that cool line from Mandalorian season two where Boba Fett sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched. And she says, for me, that was Boba Fett. And so we'll see. I, I don't expect Finnick to betray Boba Fett, but because I don't know the full maturity of what the relationship will look like, I'm not going to rank her higher than three. She could easily be number two, but I'm going to leave her at three for now just because I don't want to trust her and get my hopes up and feel betrayed during the airing of the Book of Boba Fett. So, number five, we've got Black Kersantan. Number four, we have Bosk. Number three, we have Finnick Shand. Uh, that moves us to number two, runner-up. The greatest ally that Boba Fett has ever had, uh, in my opinion, of course, would have to be Aura Singh. Uh, Aura Singh is a bounty hunter that we first see on screen in The Phantom Menace. Um, she's at the Bunta Eve pod race. And in Legends, she was a good enough bounty hunter that she even contended with Jedi. And uh, there's a cool um, action figure that came out, I want to say like 2008 or something like that, where she actually had a briefcase full of uh, lightsabers that I assume she had killed Jedi and taken their lightsabers. So obviously in canon, that has not been made a thing yet, but um, obviously a very great bounty hunter. And more importantly, specifically to our guy Boba Fett, uh, she was a great ally because after the death of his father, 
she really took Boba under her wing. And obviously some for the better, some for the worse. You know, when you look at a, a young man who's, you know, maybe 10 years old or however old Boba Fett was in Attack of the Clones, um, having any kind of parental figure is a necessity. Uh, you know, a, an orphan uh, on in the, in the arena on Geonosis, Anybody, you know, there's obviously things that she taught him that weren't great, but having someone that I think, I think really legitimately cared for Boba Fett, um, and took her under her wing and really, uh, you know, helped shape Boba Fett into the bounty hunter that he became, which obviously, you know, it wasn't for nothing because he ends up being one of the greatest ever, if not the greatest, um, obviously the greatest in my opinion, but we're in a public forum here. So if you think there's someone better, you can please let me know in the comments. Uh, so that brings us to our ultimate ally. And uh, obviously this is going to, maybe somebody's guessed this by now or, you know, it's kind of obvious, but uh, the number one ally to Boba Fett, even though it was for a short period of time in the grand scheme of life, was none other than his father, Jango Fett. And, uh, you know, Jango, it's interesting in, in real life, um, there are times that, uh, that, you can have a child by birth and they can be your blood relative. And let's say that a father or a mother and their child uh, don't see eye to eye and the relationship ceases to exist. You can write that child out of your will. Obviously, it seems like kind of a crappy thing to do, but it's possible. Uh, but this is a little fun fact for you. But if someone adopts a child, no matter how far that child strays from your the way you raise them or your beliefs or whatever, because you chose to go and adopt this child, they are forever going to be a part of your inheritance. And so to me, it's a big deal that Jango Fett was a foundling adopted into the Mandalorian culture. And then in a, in a way, he chose to adopt Boba Fett. Now, I know that Boba Fett is a direct clone of Jango, but because it was a choosing of that happening, you know, there's a lot of times that uh, you have a child and and you love your kids. Obviously, I have I have two boys and I love my kids. But um, other than deciding, hey, maybe let's try for a, you know you know for a child, Django went above and beyond. And part of his payment was I want a son. And so to me, that's even next level next level fathership fatherhood because uh, he on purpose sought after someone that he could pour his wisdom and knowledge and skill into. And so I think I really do think for even for Django being on the villain side of things, you know, all of those things, Django at his core, I do believe was a loving father that cared about the preservation of the life that he was taught by his culture growing up when he was orphaned and, and brought into the Mandalorian culture. And I really do think he wanted someone to pass that on to and, you know, not just biologically, but emotionally and the skill of what it takes to be the greatest hunter in the, in the galaxy, all of those things, you know, not to take any credit from Boba Fett, because I think that he is a self-made man, but a lot of it comes from the teachings for that short, like I said, that short period of time, 10 years or so, uh, Jango Fett was in his life, was his father, but obviously it has a huge impact on Boba Fett. And, uh, and it talks about, you know, not to keep talking about legacy of the forest or things like that, but in those book series from the legends, when we got 20 and 30 years after the original trilogy, there was still an attachment for Boba Fett. There was still a desire to honor the memory of Django. There was still an attachment, uh, to how would my dad feel about this? 
And, uh, and I think that's important. I think that family is not focused on enough in the real world today. And I know that the Skywalkers get their own thing and everybody talks about them. But I do think that there was a special bond between Jango and Boba. And there's something to me that's even more special about Jango wanting a son and and that being a big part of, of his final, um, you know, his, his the price that he was going to receive for letting his DNA be used for the clone army could have set him up for life, but he wanted a son and he wanted someone to teach the skills of life to. And so I thought, I think that's really special. So that's your number one ally to Boba Fett. So you have black chrysanthemum at four at five, you have Bosk at number four or Singh at number three. And obviously Bosk and Aura Singh could be interchangeable. Um, and then at, at number, uh, two, no, I'm sorry. At number three is Finnick Shand. At number two, you have Aura Singh, and at number one, you have Jango Fett. So, uh, hey, if I forgot anybody, please let me know. That's the beauty of, you know, being on social media and all those things. If there's something that you're like, you totally forgot this person that's like Boba Fett's best friend, please let me know. If there's a character from Legends that I didn't mention in the honorable mentions before the, the episode really got off, then uh, please let me know. If you enjoyed this video, I would ask that you would like it, subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications so you get notified anytime a new video comes out. Uh, please consider following us on Instagram and Twitter and just spreading the word. And we really appreciate that. It helps grow the channel. And uh, we just love growing, not just the channel, but our our group of friends and, and relationships that we have because of the Chist Ascendancy. So thank you again for tuning in. May the force be with you.